Chart Chat is a member of the Tiege.fm network from WTJU Radio. Find out more at Tiege.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Hello, everybody. It's Monday, March 4th, 2019. I'm Tanner Green. And I'm Caitlin Flay. And you're listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the US and UK charts. What's up, Caitlin? So many things. Uh, we have both been kind of working on different projects related to the charts. And I would like to share an announcement of sorts, if I may. We are looking, or perhaps soliciting would be a better word for song choices to make bonus episodes of chart chat these might be songs by artists that have charted in the past and they're your favorite songs and we missed them somehow so just shoot us an email or send us a message on instagram twitter and we could talk about your pick on this podcast tanner can you tell us a little bit more about your project Sure, I'm just hoping we don't set ourselves up for breaking the hearts of our listeners if they submit a song and we hate it. But (laughs) we will wait for that until later. In the meantime, I do want to briefly plug, I'll put a link in the show notes. I have still been keeping up with all of the albums hitting the Billboard 200 as well as the singles we talk about here on Chart Chat. And I've put together a playlist calling it Sound of the Center. I think I might have mentioned it on one of my album uh, episodes at the end of last year. But basically, it's a sort of, I think this month there, it's like 80 minutes long or something. So just a playlist kind of covering the different swaths of mainstream music in the past month. And I still want to turn it into some sort of a more... uh, codified podcast thing i just haven't figured that out yet dissertation (laughs) dissertation i wish i'll write my dissertation on florida georgia line it'll be great (laughs) i'd read it in the meantime that's a little bit of foreshadowing there because we have the u.s chart entries and we start at number 100 with michael ray and the one that got away debuting at number 91 there's riley green with there was this girl worth it by yk osiris debuts at number 87 Dipping at number 86, we have what may be the most divisive and polarizing song in Chart Chat history. We have Zed and Katy Perry with their song 365 that Caitlin apparently despises and I like and maybe even love. Hate. Hate. I'm very surprised to be saying that about a Katy Perry song, but I'm not upset about it. I am, however, more upset about how bad Eyes on You by Chase Rice (laughs) debuting at number 84 was. And I know Caitlin was kind of on the same page as me with that. So thank you for Mm -hmm. for bringing us back together, Mr. Rice. Debuting at number 80, we have the aforementioned Florida Georgia Line with their song Take You Out of It. From there, we jump down to number 49 where we have Offset with Red Room. We jump up further from there to number 27 where Juice World debuts with Robbery. And we've got a top five debut here debuting at number five. It's Please Me by Cardi B and Bruno Mars. Caitlin, what you got? Oof, I have a slew of entries this week, and surprisingly, most of them are not good. We're going to start at the bottom, number 100. We have Offset's Red Room. At number 99, we have AJ Tracy and Giggs with what I thought might be a high school musical remake. It was not. It's called Nothing But Net. 
One Drink by Picture This debuts at number 98. Up at number 91, we have Kygo featuring Valerie Broussard with their song Think About You. Fluctuate by Catfish and the Bottleman debuts at number 84. At number 71, we have Dino with his song First Days Cadet Tribute. D-Block Europe debut at number 70 this week with their song Running Man. 11 Minutes, that's by Youngblood, Halsey, and Travis Barker, debuts at number 65. Slowly climbing in the 60s, we have Unknown T and Crazy Cousins at number 63 with their song Throwback. D-Block Europe debuts again at number 62 with their underwhelming song Kettle Pouring. No Cap by Dig Dat and Lowski debuts at number 51. We have a past pick, Murder on My Mind, by YNW Melly at number 47. I overheard a little tangent here just to break up the chart entry listings. I heard a student answer a question. Didn't hear the question, but they said, Murder on My Mind. I have Murder on My Mind. And I was like, oh, I'm really hoping that's a reference to YNW Melly. And they were like, whoa, Miss Flay. Miss Flay knows? Yeah, yeah, guys, I have a, a master's in this. Miss Flay knows all. <laughs> oh, okay, let's jump back in with Juice World. His song Robbery debuts at number 46 this week. Jumping up to number 37, we have the aforementioned horrifying 365 by Zed and Katy Perry. And Please Me does not crack the top 10 surprisingly sits at number 12 cardi b and bruno mars tanner after that i'm gonna toss it back over to you so i was kind of spoiled for choice this week i have to admit i had some really compelling songs and in picking these two i want to briefly acknowledge i'm not talking about please me which i'm not bringing that up because it's a good song but because it's a you're a not pleased popular with. song i'm not pleased with please me uh <laughs> I, I will admit that. And I'm not, unfortunately, going to talk about 365, but what I am going to start with is Red Room by Offset. This is the lead single from his debut solo album, Father of Four. That album comes on the heels of solo albums from fellow Migos members Quavo and Takeoff, both of which I don't know if you listened to, but I was kind of underwhelmed by. Did you listen to either of those? No. Can I ask a question? Is uh, Offset actually a father of four children? Does he have four children? You're supposed to be the celebrity expert here. I don't know. Ugh googling you're on the case in the meantime father of four was originally supposed to come out last december but got pushed back for unknown reasons and then back on february 14th we get the release of this single red room and then eight days later father of four comes out it's out it's here i'm very excited i still have not listened to that album but even before hearing this song red room this was the Migo solo album that i was easily the most excited for since i just think offset is the best rapper in the group Take that. Take off. Plus. <laughs> Offset does have four children with different people. Just saying. Caitlin bringing in the hot celebrity gossip that I, uh, that I and our listeners can depend on. Insert Sonic hair flip. Sonic hair flip. I like that. You know what I also like is Without Warning, that album he did back like two years ago with 21 Savage and Metro Boomin. Hey, remember? Oh my gosh. Remember you Rick Flair that. drip? Oh, you were drooling. <laughs> I'm still drooling when I think about that song, when I listen about that song at all times. Ric Flair drip. The good news is that Metro Boomin is also on the production for this track in particular and throughout much of Father of Four. So let's take a listen. Again, this is Offset, Red Room. 
I'm a man go crazy for the cash. Green Lamborghini paper tags. Riding through the city, 30 mags. Engineer the police with no badge. How I grew up, my mama with my dad. So when I blew up, I put her in the bag. I like to throw it when I think about the crash. I girl when I hit the tree, I smell the gas. Looking at the sky, think about my bag. When I used to kick a door, shoot you for the cash. Everybody hit the floor for you, make me mad. Devil had a nigga soul living too fast. Burn to the Lord, my soul to keep control of me. Take a hold of me. This ain't shit. Got exposed by E, so naive, cold in the street, sleep on my feet Money turn homies to zombies to eat, miss my grandma, she was humble and sweet I don't speak, let the chicks off of me, I can't sleep, let the tick in my reed Hit the dope, make me choke, make me wheeze, sip the dope, have the pain at ease Trying to get the money for a plane, it was dirty, playing football, had to fire in my girdle Getting locked up, running around in a circle, brother called 15 like he did the murder now my whole family hurt, trying to see the light, but we couldn't pull the curtain. Nighttime lurking, mama said the street lights, but they start working. Looking at my mama in the eyes, mama, looking at me like a new person. She telling me I need to slow down. The pain don't go away with the person. So it comes as no surprise, Metro Boomin and Offset, that pairing, Metro Boomin is at his best here, particularly when he starts layering those background vocals of offsets that are covered in reverb and echo in the second half of that clip, they really start to just get this really cavernous feeling that I'm very into. It's very icy, but appropriately enough, I think offset is really the focal point here. I am endlessly impressed by his technical ability, which is, you know, nothing new, but I'm impressed with how effortless it sounds. If you're not listening closely to the song, I think it could come off as a lot more sort of humdrum than it actually is. Uh, part of this, I think, is because of the song's structure. The lines between verses and chorus are very porous. They sort of blend into one another. If you think back to New Paddock by Lil Uzi Vert, a song that I am still very much enamored by, that's a similar sort of structural approach where the, the verses just kind of blend into the chorus and it's all very continuous. But even if you just look at the chorus and the very beginning of the verse of Red Room here, the start of the clip, uh, the song starts with the chorus. Offset has a really just dazzling variety of rhythmic patterns. And on top of that, he morphs from one into the next really, really smoothly. At one point, you've got 16th notes, and you've got that gap after the first four or five syllables. And then there's one single line on Cold in the Streets where he shifts it into triplets. But since he maintains the same pitch contour, an initial rise and then a descent, the transition isn't jarring. Like if you blink or if you blink with your ears, whatever that equivalent would be, <laughs> you might miss it. And then suddenly you're in a much more traditional hip hop flow for trap music these days. That being that triplets, that being those triplets rather. And I think one of the key signs of a really great musician is being able to make something that seems really simple on the surface. But when you start digging in you actually realize that it's really complex and really thought out. And I think this is a really fantastic example of that. And so needless to say, I was excited before I heard this song. I was excited after hearing this song. I'm excited to listen to Father of Four. I'm excited to potentially talk about it when half of its tracks inevitably show up two weeks from now on the charts or whenever it'll be. Caitlin, what you thinking? What I'm hearing you say is that popular music is deserving of deep listening. What? What? I know it's a stretch, but I like to think if you've listened this far, you're on board with that. Oh, yes. Okay. 
that was a soft lead-in for a little pushback. I was a little bored. I admittedly fell into that group that didn't dig in as much with my ears as Tanner did. I am also not a huge Offset fan because of all of the Cardi B cheating drama. So I'm just kind of against him from the get-go, but we'll try and put that aside for now. One thing that really attracted me to this genre of music, I was a classical music baby. Like, I love my Beethoven. I love my Bach. I love all that stuff. And I really was attracted to the genre by gross sounds, stuff that wasn't super perfect. I love crunchy synthesizers. I love really percussive vocals, all of that. And in this song, everything's just so kind of soft around the edges. The phrases always round off and kind of fade into this cavernous space that Tanner was talking about. And that's re that's cool because the production value, as you say, Tanner, is quite high. But it's just, it's really just not my cup of tea. And the more that I think about it, the more I'm like, I don't... I could see you just kind of like laying on a couch or laying in a pool just like listening to this and it's just on in the background but I for some reason and let's talk about pop music and utility for a second I like stuff that I'm like moving all the time and like activity and blah, 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 blah. and that's just kind of who I am as a person and who you are as a person so it's kind of funny <laughs> reflecting on that but anyway I digress that is my my spiel thank you Tanner for that pick. So it sounds like Offset is the mirror that reflects both you and I back at ourselves. Oh, gosh. Wow, that's deeper than I wanted to go. Okay. <laughs> and on the topic of deeper than you might expect going with particular musicians, I want to shift to talk about, that's right, Florida Georgia Line. I want to talk about Talk You Out of It. This is the second single from the country duo's fourth album, Can't Say I Ain't Country, which debuted up at number four on this past week's main albums chart. Both this track and the preceding single, Simple, actually appeared on a four-track self-titled EP that came out last summer, and along with these other two, all four of those tracks on that EP actually show up on this new album. So that EP served as an apparent appetizer for artists whose music probably doesn't really need one. We all likely remember their debut single, Cruise, which reached an almost obscene level of commercial success, especially for the country genre. It became the first country single to ever be certified Diamond. And beyond that, Florida Georgia Line, they've racked up five other country number ones, including last year's inescapable duet with BB Rexa, Meant to Be. I think that was like one or two weeks shy of a full year at number one on the country charts or something ridiculous. And on top of that, this new single, Talk You Out of It, marks the group's 19th country top 20 hit. All of which is to say I have no idea why this EP came out, because I figure a new album by Florida Georgia Line is going to be huge anyway, but instead of wrestling with that question, we're going to listen to a clip again. This is Florida Georgia Line, Talk You Out of It. Girl, I know you had a long day You ain't feeling them downtown lights but I got a bottle at your favorite place It's waiting for us and a bucket on ice Damn, I didn't think it'd be that easy Cause now you're getting ready I'm just sitting here watching TV Here you come looking like a grown man's dream Damn, I can't believe, I can't believe 
I talked you into slipping down the hall, baby, turn it on. Your playlist you play when you're in the shower. Talked you into taking up our time, making up your mind. Switching back and forth for an hour. Now you're looking like a line from a Van Draw song. I'm looking at that fine little dress you got on. Don't get me wrong, girl, I love it. Now I just want to talk you out of it. Yeah, as cool as it would be. Watching people wonder who you are. To state the obvious, Florida Georgia Line aren't exactly the most acclaimed country act out there. They're pretty easy to poke fun at as these sort of broy dopes who make songs that are aggressively simple, like their previous single, Simple, which might have been one of the worst songs I heard last year. S-I-M-P-L-E, baby, simple as can be. And as opposed to that mess, it's kind of weird to say that this song is pretty good. And I'll start by pointing out the chorus's reference to Luther Vandross. Uh, it's more than an arbitrary name drop, since this is a song that is very intentionally trying to evoke the sort of R&B slow jam that artists like Vandross excelled at. And to show what I mean, let's take a quick listen to one of Vandross's biggest tracks and one of my personal favorites, Here and Now, from 1989. So to clarify, I'm definitely not saying that Florida Georgia Line are anywhere close to the level of Luther Vandross. But the mood they're evoking with Talk You Out of It is very clearly indebted to someone like Vandross. You have chords in this song that are a bit more harmonically complex than the duo's other songs. But throughout the track, you also have this background use of noise. There's like a white noise or it might be a pink noise or something like that generator in the back that simulates the kind of gentle hiss of maybe a brushed hi-hat. Or something in that neck of the woods. It's very lush, very sensuous, and I think it works pretty well, which is striking to realize because for as much as Florida Georgia Line sort of personified the bro country aesthetic that we've talked about before, that country is now moving away from, at least judging by this song, they seem pretty capable of changing their style, which at the very least suggests that their immense popularity is hardly in danger of waning. But Caitlin, what are you thinking? Ooh, let me add it. Okay. The first time I listened to this, I think I wrote something in the spreadsheets along the lines of, is R&B country becoming a thing? Short answer, probably not. I'm guessing this is going to be a flash in the pan for Florida Georgia Line. I don't think it's their comfort zone at all. And I will explain a little bit, possibly move into a rant. We'll see how it goes. Okay. I don't like the song as much as Tanner does. Yes, there's something very sensual about that banjo. That was sarcasm. There's also something infuriating about, I guess, the indecisiveness and this borderline complaining undertone of the song. Because let me just say, if I had a hard day at work and my man was like, okay, look, I got your favorite champagne on ice, lyric in the song, at your favorite restaurant, let me take you out, just go get ready. And then I came out looking fly and he's like, you know what? Never mind. Let's pretend we went and just stay here. 
Are you kidding me? Sometimes you just need to step away from the sentimentality of country music and put yourself in the real situation because, let me tell you, I would be livid. I'd be livid. Okay, deep breath. Having said that, I had a lot of fun when I wrote about these guys at UVA. They're total bros and they embrace it. They know that's what they are. And really, what's not to love about this double meaning talk you out of it? Talk you into, out of going out and also talk you out of your dress. Nice, bro. Okay. <laughs> Bros, they always prevail. And I would like to end on a thing that made me laugh. I'm going to play a clip of the song. I was listening in the car while I was driving today, and I was crying because of how funny I found this line in particular. I'm going to play it and explain. Here we go. Here you come looking like a grown man's dream. That clip, all the lyric is looking like a grown man's dream. <laughs> they kind of extend the A syllable a little bit. So it's like you're coming in looking out, looking like a grown man. Nice. Good one. He's just so taken aback by how gorgeous this woman is. That's all. Caitlin, I admire your ability to almost rant, but keep it on track. And I'm hoping that you'll be able to keep that up as you walk through at least one of these questionable UK entries. What you thinking? Oh, this is going to be rough, guys. Buckle your seatbelts. We're going to talk about One Drink by Picture This. So Picture This is an Irish band that has undergone a little bit of a sound evolution over the past four years. So the band formed in 2015, and they've released two studio albums to date. So their self-titled album was released during the summer of 2017, and their most recent album, Modern Love, spelled without any vowels, were both at the covetous number one spot on the Irish Albums chart, a chart that I didn't know existed until this morning. Very cool. All right, everybody. Flashback time. Tanner, do you remember when we talked about Bring Me the Horizon? Sure do. Yes, because Steph was here, too. Um, so I played a clip of their song Pray for Plagues back from, I believe, 2006, which was basically just like... And then... I played a clip of their song Nihilist Blues that was this weird dark pop EDM track that featured Grimes. Then we talked about how bands change their sound over time. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But as always, it's up for your musical taste to decide. No judgment here. So we have a similar situation going on here with Picture This. Let's take a listen and do a side-by-side. -side. So I'm going to play Picture This circa 2017. This is the first track from their album called Picture This. The song is called Take My Hand. In the summer, I'll treat you like your father treats your mother. And I'm kind of scared of your older brother. Oh, yeah. You're all that I need. You're all that I Tanner, can you describe your face while I was playing that clip? Narrowed eyes followed by overt grimacing. Thank you. Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay, 
this album, picture this, by picture this, sounds like it fits in perfectly as though it would be in the middle of the pack of artists such as Dean Lewis, Lewis Capaldi, Ed Sheeran, Vance Joy, and maybe even bands like The Script, Bastille, I was thinking Copeland because of some of the piano that features on these tracks, and even Borderline One Direction or Snow Patrol. I get a lot of different associations despite all of the songs from the album kind of sounding like the exact same song. Okay, here's a positive. I always love those. Picture This has sold out five consecutive nights at Dublin's Three Arena. That's something that the band U2 has not done. And now, for the first time, they have broken into the UK official singles chart at number 98 with this song. It has almost 9 million streams on Spotify. Let's listen to a clip of One Drink. start positive. Carrying on from musical peers and musical comparisons that I made to picture this circa 2017, I think the band now sounds like Lainey. This band that featured on my 2018 albums episode and is now getting extensive radio play on both pop and alt rock stations, probably thanks to yours truly. Or Maybe at their worst, this is kind of a mean comparison. They kind of sound like the chain smokers. No! I'm so sorry, picture this. It's not a compliment. Okay. The first thing that stuck out to me as particularly subpar was the melody or lack thereof. I don't think there is a melody here. It's so forgettable. The distorted vocal line that kind of acts as a transition from the chorus back to the verses is so wildly boring. <laughs> I, I don't even remember what it sounds like. It's sad. And there's also this weird, inherent kind of reggaeton beat in the chorus that I hear, but it's not necessarily played. There's no instruments that actually fill this boom. Boom, 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 boom. But it's just kind of has this, it rolls along and makes you think that it's there. I, whatever. It almost disappears in the verses and the bridge. It's just this super confusing mishmash of ideas. And I just, I'm not about it. Okay. The production is pretty clean, but it's also very, very boring. Many, many moons ago, Tanner complained about the record breaking hit song Despacito and how it didn't move. 
and that the beat was sluggish. Same here. Okay, and then <laughs> I have to get a hold of myself because this bridge was also something that made me laugh this week. Let me play you a clip. One drink, two hearts, three words, Ivan. <laughs> Sorry. Woo. Okay. No, no. Caitlin's hot take. I'm going to sum it up, people. Even though the market of white British male ballad pop singers is so saturated right now, I actually have less complaints about Picture This circa 2017 than I do in this seemingly forced dance pop genre definitely not about it tanner given your track record when responding to stuff like this i'm guessing you don't have a ton to add but here is your chance to say your piece before we put this one to rest my track record is certainly holding true here i don't have a ton to say i will say that i feel kind of bad for how little you or i are into this song but the song is super ungainly to me. The chorus has these bass wobbles that almost remind me of Justin Timberlake's Filthy in terms of how clumsy and poorly integrated into the song and the rhythm they feel. It feels like on this song, Picture This, are just sort of throwing a bunch of ideas at the wall. And not only do these ideas not fit together, they're not even interesting on their own. I found myself comparing this to the Catfish and the Bottleman track from this week, Fluctuate, but I feel like that song is sloppy on the whole. Like it doesn't, it's sort of messy. But the individual pieces are sometimes interesting. This track, on the other hand, is just kind of muddled from top to bottom. And on top of that, the singer sort of trudges through his lines. His singing is really indistinct and doesn't really cut to the fore like it needs to. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty, it's, it's not very good. It's a dud. But you know what's not a dud? My next pick. We're going to talk about No Cap up next. We also have two artists on this track that I'm fairly sure our listeners are not super familiar with. We'll start with Dig Dat. He's based in South London and mostly straddles this line between grime and drill that we've actually been talking a lot about lately, surprisingly. Last year was his breakout year with his single Air Force peaking at number 20 on the UK official singles chart. And Lowski, our featured artist here, is strikingly similar in terms of story to Dig Dat. The two MCs grew up within about seven miles of each other in South London. And 2018 was also Lowski's breakout year with his song Forrest Gump peaking at number 88. And a song that he was featured on, Chop My Money, peaked slightly higher than Forrest Gump at number 64. Pretty impressive year. So Lowski, instead of kind of the darker drill, choppier grime kind of beats, Lowski falls more into the notes, the J-Hus, Kojo Funs, B Young sound. So these gauzy marimba-like synthesizers, a bit more heavy-handed with auto-tune on the vocals. So I was initially really excited when I saw this collaboration on my lineup, and I was like, where is this line going to fall? Is it going to be a little bit more drill? Is it going to be a little bit more pop? It's for you to decide. And the invisible 
maybe not so invisible, hand in this track is producer Maza. That's UK slang for mad or madness. And it means kind of like cool. Oh, that's mad. That's cool. You know what I'm talking about? I'm a cool kid. Maza has been making beats for about 15, maybe 16 years now. And he really, really does his best to fight the drill label that's placed on him by people who like labels and genres like me. I threw a couple songs on our playlist this week, so be sure to check it out. And one of those songs has the beat that he's kind of most known for. It was a title track from 67's 2016 album titled Let's Lurk. There are some striking similarities between the song we're about to listen to and Let's Lurk, but I would rather spend more time on No Cap. All right. Let's go. Came with a tick ting, left with a slim one. Slim one. If, if something gets dropped, then the beef might stop. Might stop. Pull up, and 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 I got this one link, long brown hair. We roll to a crib and she's from round there. Round there. They talk with the ones who ride. This one, two, five, four, one, two guys. You know that your boo come true for pipe. She like, should have told me a young, you'd lie. Splash on me, think twice, don't do it. But the other side looking like mosh pit. Broski popped it, your whole day ruined. Uh-huh. 99 problems like Jay-Z. We get shavy, out here cooing. Can't hold my wet pretty lady. Sorry, baby, I just can't do it. I got two bad dudes from East. One, two. One slim legs, hips and fives. They let off white on the side. I need the air max with red zip ties. But it's T-shirt I am so glad that this track was here to save me from the melody crisis on the UK official singles chart this week. In that clip, you heard both Dig Dat and Lowski. So they split the hook that you hear at the very beginning, and then they trade the first three verses, going from Dig Dat to Lowski back to Dig Dat. And it kind of seamlessly flows. Their voices aren't that different from each other in this song. Kind of interesting. Going into the lyrical content first, I'm not super impressed with it. It kind of ticks every stereotypical box on the drill checklist. So you have girls, swag for my mom who's listening. That means expensive clothes, drugs, murder. They even throw in some other artists. Jay-Z comes up at one point. Dave's name is somewhere at the end. Again, we can't go one podcast episode without mentioning Dave. It's fine. And finally, the lyrics don't really tell a story in any beginning and narrative sense. It doesn't even really set a scene like we heard in the Florida Georgia Line one. It's just kind of like a spastic delivering of different gangsta puzzle pieces that you can then put together yourself. Some of the slang can also be confusing for American ears. Blicky means gun. I kind of like that word. It's fun to say. And then nitties are drug addicts. So you can can do a little bit of, of research yourself into all those street words that I'm so fond of. Okay. What I am super impressed with here. First thing, the technicality. Dig Dad and Lowski's rapping is so good here. I love how they come in really hot with the the T sound at the beginning. It's very percussive, tick-ting. Both MCs kind of hold their own here too. I think in the past we've seen tracks like Funky Friday where Dave clearly overshadowed Fredo and that's kind of been a trend. And I love, 
love love how much this moves last track sluggish kind of behind the beat this track both rappers are kind of like almost fighting to get ahead of the beat a little bit and i i really like how that makes me feel in a sense it keeps my ears a little bit more engaged speaking of my ears being engaged i'm sorry that offset didn't get this attention this week but there are so many subtle details that i keep picking up on in the production here especially in the beginning so there's a little bit of echo on the vocals at certain points but for the most part it sounds pretty straight there's a really really light touch with the sub bass that generally like i said before i like it in your face really crunchy and this one the pitch bend is really nice, but it's just like so subtle and soft. It's almost like a whisper and you really have to hunt for it in all of the kind of like trebly mess that goes on above it. I also really like how the instrumental builds and builds and builds, but then it never at any point overpowers either MC. And it almost reminded me of how Tanner asked us to listen to the coda of Bad Idea the other day. And I was just like, oh, wait, there's another there's another rhythm or Oh wait, that's another instrument. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so I, I enjoyed that little game. I actually, wow, I had more nice things to say than I originally thought, so I'm going to stop myself. <laughs> Tanner, how did you feel about this one? I feel like this is my version of how you felt about Red Room. I find myself agreeing with a lot of what you're saying in terms of your analysis, especially about the rapping. It's really crisp, really engaging. The beat just completely loses me, though. Uh, for reasons that you kind of already outlined, the EQ feels really lopsided. There's way too much treble and not enough bass. And I think there are cases where a trebly beat can work really well, like a particular pick of the week we'll be talking about shortly. But I think if it feels intentional, that's a case of that working. And here, there's a lot of bass in terms of instrumentation there, but it's mixed in a way that feels really distant, indistinct. And it just feels kind of like it's adding clutter. And on top of that, you know, both of these rappers' voices, as you mentioned, they're very similar and they're both fairly high-pitched. And that just makes the whole thing, again, feel a little sonically lopsided to me. Even though, again, as you mentioned, the rapping, really sharp, really crisp, really quite good. So I guess what I'm saying is that it's good that it's not D-Block Europe. <laughs> Shots fired. It's not a bad song. It's not a bad song. I think it's another case of just like, it's not quite hitting me where it's trying to, but like totally respect those, uh, those verses. They're really well done. And another thing that's really well done is that pick of the week that I just alluded to. It feels like just yesterday that we were both so excited to talk about lucid dreams by juice world when it first appeared on the hot 100, not to toot our own horn or anything, but you know, we got in on the ground floor the first sip of the juice box. We're basically trendsetters and visionaries here on Chart Chat because Juice World's popularity has continued to skyrocket since his breakout last year from all sorts of guest features to an admittedly kind of underwhelming album with Future. And this track, our pick of the week, Robbery, is the lead single from Juice's upcoming sophomore album, A Death Race for Love, which is an amazing title, by the way. That album is due pretty soon. It's a week from this recording date. It's March 8th. And in the meantime, we're going to take a listen again. This is our pick of the week, Juice World, Robbery. She told me put my heart in the bag. Ain't nobody gets hurt. Now I'm running from your love. I'm not fast. So I'm making it worse. Now I'm digging up a grave for my past. I'm a whole different person. It's a gift and a curse. But I cannot reverse. 
As I mentioned earlier, I think this is an example of a trebly beat that works really well. You have these interlocking piano parts that seem kind of distorted, they're very piercing, and the bass is only really present whenever there's a kick. And there are plenty of sections of this track where you basically just have the hi-hat and the snare and some of those pianos underneath juice. So the lopsidedness that I was kind of quibbling about with the last track, here it feels intentional as opposed to an unintentional side effect of whatever mixing choices were being made. Melodically speaking, I don't think there's a ton new here, but I think Juice still gets a lot of mileage out of this particular style. And this, to me, feels like a particularly fresh take on that sort of melodic approach, especially when you compare it to some of his more underwhelming recent singles. And that's kind of ironic, or maybe it's not ironic, since uh, actually there was a tweet from the director for this music video, who directs a lot of music videos by young hip-hop stars, uh, director Cole Bennett, and he actually tweeted that Robbery is from the same initial batch of songs as Lucid Dreams, All Girls Are the Same, that sort of first wave of Juice World tracks. And once again, I just really love Juice World's vocals here. They're very melodic, but they're also super ragged. You've got this really nice slurred line soon after he has a lyric about how he's talking with a slur. I also keep expecting him to pull a trippy red at the ends of his phrases, where he does the... Where he just kind of like morphs it into that sound. It's good that he doesn't, because it'd be a pretty obvious ripoff. But now that just has me thinking about how Topanga never cracked the top 40, and it makes me really sad. Trippy deserves better. But anyway, Caitlin, what you thinking about Robbery? Oh, okay. Many, many things. So just to remind listeners, this one was pretty high on both the charts. So US, it cracked the top 30 at number 27, and UK, it cracked the top 50 at number 46. Okay, what do I think? I kind of surprisingly hate all of the separate elements of this song, but somehow I like it when it's all together. I find the piano so annoying and way too trebly. Juice World, like bad rap yelling. This is why hip hop and rap will never appeal to old people. It's because of people like Juice World. And I love, I love him. I love this, but I'm just saying, like, put your heart in a bag. Like it's just, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. I also really, really want. I did some digging on Reddit. And I tried to find a good version of the isolated vocals here. Obviously, we will never get them without auto-tune, but I want to listen to them so bad to see what it sounds like. Okay. As Tanner mentioned, there's also this distorted piano sound that comes in and out, and I find that incredibly annoying. And you guessed it, the trebly 808s. Ah. Even the kick, it ten- it's like sharp. I don't know. It's sharp as in higher pitched than usual, and I just... There's even an E.T. reference here. I need to phone home. I was like, no, no, why? Okay, why do I like this? I don't know. I can't articulate it yet. Somehow it seems heartfelt. I don't know, like getting bad advice from his dad. <laughs> like, I just, there's, he open. it seems like he's opening up a lot. Anyway, this song also contains the best lyric of the week. She told me, put my heart in the bag and nobody gets hurt. Wow, such a great line. It's There's so much to reflect on. Maybe I'm... Is that weird, Tanner? Am I being weird? I don't think it's weird. I think it's just a really good example of really melodramatic, late teen, early young adult, just angst. 
And it's really funny that Travis Barker actually showed up in your charts this week. Travis Barker being the drummer for Blink-182 with the singer who is sort of the quintessential sort of snotty, nasally tone that is very much present in Juice World's music. So I also quite like the lyric. The last thing, I'm going to leave you with a great image. I really think that this is going to become the frat boy anthem of the year. I'm just, I can see drunk frat bros screaming this at each other. Keep an ear out for that on grounds, Tanner. Ethnography of frat houses. (laughs) I do it. And on that lovely note, I'd like to thank you so much for listening to Chart Chat, where we already have your hearts in a bag. If you'd like to listen to all of this past week's chart debuts, you can find a Spotify playlist in our show notes. And if you have any questions, feedback, or corrections, you can get in touch with us via email at chartchatcast at gmail.com. Also, please send us your song recommendations. We would love to do two to three minute, five minute probably because we like to talk, bonus episodes for you of stuff that you love. We're happy to give our opinions. Also, if you're interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at chartchatcast. We post cool pictures sometimes. Please rate and please review our podcast on your listening platform of choice. Helps us get new listeners, and we always love hearing from you. Chart Chat's intro theme is written by Peter Kelly and our cover art made by Billy Phillips, both from Coronation Media. Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for your company or organization, visit www.coronationmedia.com. Chart Chat is also a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Thanks again for listening to Chart Chat. I'm Caitlin Flay. And I'm Tanner Green. And we'll catch you next week. Hey,